Okay, 7.36 at DWS. Dave Gentry with you. Our uh, esteemed state treasurer, Mike Ferrix, with us this morning. Mike, how are you? Dave, I am great this morning. How about yourself? It's great to be in studio. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet it is. I'll bet it is. We've uh, been on the phone a few times. Now, last month, I was going to have you on, but at the you had been called to uh, serve as a juror, right? Yes, I had. Tell us a little bit about that. What was... What was going on at that time? Well, it was a great experience. Um, I got uh, called. I figure I've had a long relationship with the state's attorney for uh, for some years. Sure. <clears throat> I know a lot of the judges, and I figured I probably wouldn't be called to serve on jury duty. On jury duty, but uh, it's my duty to show up, and I showed up, answered their questions honestly, and uh, both sides uh, had kept me for the jury. Well, that's great. So you had that going on. It was just kind of a busy time. <laughs> uh, it was. <clears throat> I need to apologize. I had my daughter that morning. I had to drop her off at school at 8.30. Uh, I was told I had to be there at 8.30. I was rushing to deal with childcare, uh, and so I did not uh, get in in time for you. But uh, it was it was a great experience. It was a reminder that our criminal justice system uh, relies on average citizens to sit and judge our peers. Um, I didn't expect to serve, but I did. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people view jury duty as a hassle. Uh, yes, it will disrupt your, your day, but um, when you get in that room and you talk with your fellow citizens and realize there's someone's life at stake here, uh, it really is very humbling and a good reminder that we're all citizens who have a duty to, to participate in our society. That's good. Now, you've uh, been out and around. You've taken a little vacation time, too, I understand. Yeah, around the holidays every year, I try and take my daughter on a trip somewhere, just some daddy-daughter time, try to unplug. Uh, we uh, recently in Hong Kong, no uh, so it was exciting time there. What with all of the demonstrations and whatnot, uh, but the yeah. big problem was I now am am back and uh, I'm still on Hong Kong time, uh, which meant I was wide awake at three o'clock this morning. <laughs> uh, got up to uh, to go work out. I figured if you're going to be awake, I should probably do some work or some exercise. And uh, now here in the office, I feel great. I don't know how I'll feel this afternoon though. Uh, this afternoon, be prepared for a little letdown. Uh, I expect around 3.30, uh, my body may be telling it's, me it's time for a nap. Because at 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm always checking out the news and seeing what's going on and everything else before I get here at 4 to put everything together yeah. for the show, which starts at 5. So you'll find there's not an awful lot going on anywhere at 3 o'clock in the morning. No, it really is a great time <laughs> to be productive. Uh, it is. When I, when I, I dislike answering emails during the day because... I, you know, you're making progress, you're answering emails, but then people reply to your answers. And it's just like digging in sand. They just yeah. keep coming and coming. At 3 o'clock in the morning, I don't get many replies to my emails. I, I feel that's very a, productive at the end of the time. That's a good way to go about it. Okay, what else? Uh, what's happening in Springfield right now? What have you got happening? Uh, well, we're, we're really excited this fall. We received a, uh, a gold rating from Morningstar for our college savings plans. Uh, I tell people it's really nice to receive that acclamation. It is one of the um, it's the highest rating Morningstar gives out. We're only one of four programs in the country that received it. And it's nice to receive that award, but if no one signs up for the programs, if no one participates, if no one is saving, we really haven't done any good for anyone. So we're out there promoting the program, signing families up. Uh, we've seen great increases since I've come into office. We had about $7 billion in assets when I entered. Uh, we're over $12 billion now. We had about 380,000 accounts. We're up over 650,000 accounts now. Uh, so that's putting more kids on a pathway to success. So that's uh, 
you're getting a pretty good rate of return on this. You're getting a lot of people signing up. For uh, we we are. So uh, part of that increase is an increase in value of the accounts, and part of it's just new accounts being signed up, people putting more money in. I think for a while some people had some skepticism about investing with the state of Illinois. That's shocking. To hear. I, I know that, but uh, we came in and <clears throat> we remind them that we work with the private sector here, independent rating agencies, rate us the top two programs in the country. Uh, and when people hear that and they realize their funds can't be swept, uh, a lot more people are putting money in. And uh, one, of, one of the most rewarding parts of this job is when people tell me, hey, I opened up an account for my child, or I opened up an account for my grandchild. Hey, I'm getting great returns, thank you. I can't claim credit for the returns. We keep costs low. We try and keep, give them a good range of investments, uh, but they rise and fall with the with the stock market. And unfortunately, I don't have control over that. You know, I think of the uh, treasurer's office all the time when I go to the bank and get something out of my lockbox, and I think I always think I need <laughs> to go check on that thing because if it sits for what five years? Yep, yeah, uh, it's required to turn over to be turned over to us. Um, I'm glad to hear you say that, and hopefully other people you know are aware of this, because a lot of this stuff gets turned over to us, not because people forget, but because they're very secretive about their stuff, and they pass away. Yeah. And the bank doesn't know who your heirs are, necessarily. They don't know who to contact, and if they can't reach someone, if your, your children or your heirs don't come and collect it, it gets turned over to us. Uh, and <clears throat> believe me, we enjoy returning things to people, but we'd prefer it if they just kept it themselves and never had to come to us. What do you think is going to happen in uh, Springfield? We have Louis Arroyo has left office. and uh, uh, Senator, Senator Sandoval just resigned, yeah. I think, last week or so. There are other there are senators implicated for wearing wires. Um, it's uh, a lot of turnover uh, out there, and it's disappointing. Um, you know, I, I didn't get into this business because this was, I found a, a good way to make money. Mm -hmm. I got into this because it's a good way to help uh, my community. Uh, I feel really rewarded when families tell me that, you know, they're sending their kid off to college and thanks very much. He won't have that much debt because of, because of you or I'm looking to retire and I'll be able to enjoy my retirement. Uh, that should be enough. But apparently there are reminders of some people who feel that uh, public service is a piggy bank uh, to go out and to extort, to bribe and to enrich themselves. And uh, I think the only good news out of this is, is some of them are being caught. Um, we go through this every few years with with both parties. Do you think they're actually going to get something cleaned up this time, the way it's... You know, I think that people are very creative. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll come up with creative ways to sort of stop some of these abuses, and then creative people will find new, new loopholes. Ways, and, yeah. that, and that is why the General Assembly comes into office every year, <laughs> because we find that when we create a solution, someone, someone out there finds a, a workaround. And then you've got to keep changing and updating your laws to deal with this. Uh, but, you know, the, the simple fact is some people are just unethical. Some people are criminals. You know, Governor Blagojevich, we could put all the uh, ethics reforms in place possible, but if someone is bound and determined to enrich themselves, they're going to do it. That's why you don't just need ethics reform. You need to have a strong system of, of justice, a criminal justice system out there, uh, and watchdogs uh, to catch people when they do eventually break the law. Since you brought up Governor Blagojevich, do you think he's going to serve the whole 14, or what's going to happen with that? <sighs> I don't know. I don't have any special insight into the president's head. Um, the, the only way he will get out early is with a presidential pardon. The president has hinted multiple times yeah. that he thinks it's wrong what happened, and he thinks that he ought to um, uh, be released early. But then, 
members of our congressional delegation reach out to him and remind him that this guy did some very bad things in office. I think the president only knows him from The Apprentice and found him yeah. charming, or maybe he feels like you uh, you shouldn't be uh, you shouldn't be uh, arrested or removed from office just because of things you try to do with horse trading while you're in office. Sure. Maybe he maybe he feels some affinity to him. Uh, I you know I think that he should serve out his term as a reminder that there being consequences out there, uh, but it's really out of my hands as in the president's, and I have no special insight into his thinking. Well, speaking of the president's thinking, he's uh, gone to NATO today. He was actually defending NATO yesterday before he went, and he's been the, the first guy to raise the big stick against NATO since he's been in office. What, uh, what do you think the president's up to here? Is he trying to just create a distraction for the impeachment situation uh, going on or what's boy, happening? Boy, I, 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 could, I could speculate, but once again I'll say <laughs> uh, I can't get inside the man's head. You're right. Uh, he came in. He was one of the biggest opponents of NATO, complained about NATO, said we we're getting a raw deal. And now he's defending the organization against other people. Uh, I think the guy really just likes a fight. And it doesn't uh, sometimes it doesn't matter which side he's on, but he's a he's a fighter and he's constantly fighting. And we see it with impeachment here. Um, you know, he refuses to cooperate. He, He'll say one day, oh, I, I look forward to clearing my name. I want to show up and testify. I hope they ask me to testify when invited to. Oh, no, it's a sham. Yeah. It's just it's always a fight. And I think it probably gets back to his background in television. TV likes a conflict. Yeah, um, that's true. Uh, agreement, uh, bipartisanship doesn't get a lot of attention, but a fight or a conflict does. And the guy talks about ratings all the time. It's like he's doing this because he knows it will drive ratings. So whether or not it's a... It's a distraction. He knows that uh, now fighting for NATO uh, will get him in the headlines. You know, what gets me with the House Democrats right now, though, they've got this second inquiry about to start. I don't think there's any way in the world that if it goes to the Senate that they're going to vote against him. So it, the whole thing just seems to me like kind of a big show. It doesn't doesn't appear to be going anywhere to me. Well, I would I would say today it doesn't appear to be going anywhere in the Senate, but that doesn't mean <clears throat> you just sort of give up your job. If you really believe that he traded, um, uh, engaged in quid pro quo or bribery, extortion of a foreign country, and you believe that that is a high crime misdemeanor, you ought to uh, cast your vote that way. If you don't, you shouldn't. Um, but I think that there are several witnesses who could be called to testify who could change public opinion. Right now, the president, after saying um, he hopes people testify and get the, the truth out, is keeping his employees from showing up and testifying. Um, John Bolton, a former employee, is asks the courts to say, am I allowed to or not? I think he could have very explosive testimony. I think he has hinted that he has very explosive testimony. Um, now, and he's got an axe to grind. There's no doubt well, about so it. That's, so that's the, uh, that's the big question there. I think he's yeah. going to have And he's trying to sell a book. So so <laughs> who right. so who knows? But you could find a point where people say there's so much evidence out there that people who have been stonewalling and protecting will realize they don't want to be on the wrong side of history. They don't want to be charged with perjury. I think you saw that with Gordon Sondland. Yeah. He gave some testimony, said, Oh, there was no problem when some other people who worked around him came forward. I think he realized, um, I think that <laughs> Well, Roger Stone, I think, is going yeah. to jail for perjury, and Steve Bannon has been charged with perjury. And I don't really want to go to jail, and he changed his mind, and his testimony, I think, was pretty damning. It's going to be interesting to see what happens next. With the election really just getting fired up for February in Iowa, 
Uh, yeah, I think we're what, uh, two, two months away. Yep. All right, Michael, thanks for your time this morning. We appreciate Dave, it. Dave, great to see you. Thank you for your understanding. Oh, uh, yeah. it's, it's great to be here in person. All right. Mike Frerich, State Treasurer. We got more coming up on DWS.